Welcome to Crop Sense, presented by North Carolina Cooperative Extension. I'm Jacob Morgan, a field crops agent with North Carolina Cooperative Extension. Today, we have Dr. Wesley Everman, NC State Weed Specialist, to discuss spring weed control in soybeans. Good morning, Dr. Everman. Welcome back. Good morning. Glad to be here. Can you begin by talking about how burndown has gone so far this spring? I think it's been a pretty good year for burndowns. Uh, as right around the state, it seems like there's a lot of fields already with dead weeds. It looks like folks are ready to get into most of the fields out there. I've been hearing a little bit of challenges as far as controlling Italian ryegrass in the southern Piedmont. And we hear about it here and there, a couple of other spots. Most of that is because of resistance that we talked about. I think we talked about that last year. We, we touched on seeing more glyphosate, ALS, ACCAs resistant, and uh, confirmation of paraquat resistance in the state. So we're having some tough time with some ryegrass in different areas. At this point, it's seeded out, and it's going to be very difficult to control. But that's that's primary, primarily our biggest issue right now. I know some soybeans have already gone in the ground, but I think most of the soybean plant is ahead of us. So as soybean planters are rolling, can you give us some insight on your recommendations for in front of or behind the planter? Yeah. So if you don't have all your burn down done, you're trying to get that last little bit of ground sprayed. Maybe, you know, you got behind with some other planting or got behind with your sprayer or just shuffling around how things go. You definitely want to be trying to get the last of the burn down sprayed, clean up what you can. Keep in mind, several of our common burn down products have a decent waiting interval before we can plant beans. So the sooner the better if you're trying to put an oxen in there. Uh, if you're trying to use something like sharpen on lighter ground, you know, we need those. Depending on the product, the ground, and all that, uh, it could be anywhere from two to four weeks before you can plant your beans. So keep that in mind. You know, we still have time to put that burn down out and get our beans planted without being real late. But that would be something should be at the front of the mind. Finish those burn downs. Now, as we transition into planting and what we should be spraying immediately before the planter or after we get them in the ground, we have been pushing for years a good, strong residual program up front. Make sure all the weeds that might have emerged are taken care of. So if you did your burn down, it's been burned down for a month or so, maybe two months at this point, some ground, you're probably going to have a few green weeds rearing their head, cracking the ground. Go ahead and toss in either a glyphosate or a paraquat product. Clean those up at planting and lay down your residual. And we've been pretty, I'd say, pretty consistent in spraying flumioxazin or Valor-based products in this state, whether it's Envive, Valor, Fierce, any of the number of different premixes with it in there. Fits our rotation well. We can use it, you know, on a number of crops, so it's readily on hand. But the authority-based products, they can be excellent choices as well. So just pick a good residual product for the weeds you have and the system you have that fits and get a good foundation going. 
Alright, can you discuss early season recommendations for ant crop weed control in soybeans? Yeah, and you know, so then the next step, and I think it's good that you bring this up now so folks can start thinking ahead and planning what they're going to do and that bean gets up and gets going. We want to try to have that overlapping residual if we can, but, you know, weather and other practices often keep us from being timely. So we're going to have a good solid post herbicide, depending on what weeds you have and what your challenges are. It's probably going to be either auxin based, whether it's 2,4-D or dicamba, maybe a Liberty Link system. Um, most folks are going to have glyphosate in there to pick up their grasses and give a little more activity. And we still like having a residual product in there, especially where palmer amaranth or other pigweeds have been an issue in the past. So look at those combinations, see what's going to work well for you. One thing I will note, we've been seeing the last few years, we're starting to pick up antagonism or some differential control where we have these mixtures glyphosate with either one of the auxins and sometimes even with Liberty in there. So we can have a negative effect with these tank mixes, but it's pretty widespread. And for the most part, we're still getting good weed control. But if you notice those, make sure you reach out to your county agent. So, you know, we can take a look at it, try to figure out what's going on or help out. So I know for the last 15 years or so, maybe longer, Glyphosate or router resistance has been a big, a big issue uh, with the pigweeds. Are there any other weeds that have really come on the last few years that people kind of need to keep an eye out as far as resistance goes out there? Yeah, so I already mentioned the Italian ryegrass. That's a big one uh, to be watching this time of year. You'll really see where your burn downs didn't work, and we need to start planning forward how we're going to manage that. Uh, we've got some things. We've been doing for research on that. So again, get in touch with the county agent and find out what those those tools might be. In season for our beans, unfortunately, we've confirmed more resistance in the last year or so than I would like. I mean, we're we're doing our job, but what we're finding, you know, the water hemp resistant to five different modes of action. We now have glufosinate or liberty-resistant palmer in the state. We've got atrazine-resistant palmer. And most recently, we're doing the final steps, but we're confirming group 15, which is dual uh, harness outlook resistance in the state as well with palmer. Um, so those are concerning. The positive spin on this is that they're in individual fields or pockets and very isolated and even uh, have been eradicated in the field. In the case of the Liberty resistance and the atrazine resistance, each of those farmers were aggressive in removing the plants and keeping them from going to seed. Uh, in fact, there are samples we, we've been testing for a couple of years and we haven't been able to find plants in those fields. So those farmers were very aggressive removing them, but just lets us know that it can still be out there and to keep an eye out for it. One that, well, there's two more that are showing up that are a concern. Uh, one other pigweed is redroot pigweed. We have redroot pigweed that's resistant to the ALS inhibitors, 
and the PPO inhibitors, another one that's resistant to both of those and the HPPD inhibitors, and then a third population that is glyphosate resistant. So we need to start watching those red root pigweeds, the ones we've not worried about for years, they might start creeping back in. And then the other one that's been building up as an issue, we hear more and more of it the last few years is goosegrass. So keep an eye on that. Uh, some of that was probably antagonism driven. You know, I mentioned that with the glyphosate and the auxins, we can get some antagonism on the grasses, but we have a population we're looking at that looks like it could be resistant. Um, we've got to do a few more tests, but keep an eye on that goosegrass and any other grass species that you don't control. And again, let your county agent know. Um, this was a situation we heard about it through the agent. We went and looked at it, collected samples last year, and um, are in the process. We feel like we're in the process of confirming life-state resistant goosegrass in the state. So again, keep an eye out on those. There are a few others where we see antagonism or buildup, but those seem to be the key ones. And just as a review, the classic sign that you may have resistance is some goosegrass plants are dead and some are not, or some pigweed are dead and some of the same species are not. Is that correct? Yeah, usually what you'll see is one species living in the whole field, right? It'll be you know, if it's goosegrass, you won't see any crabgrass, signal grass, anything else. It'll just be goosegrass, and then it'll typically be in patches in the field. Um, some of these, what we're, we're finding, there's been at least three situations I can think of with different grasses where it's taken several years for the grower to get in touch with somebody, and they're fairly dense stands. So we've kind of skipped the early detection and they're getting a little bit further along. And I think that's come into play. You know, some folks are using clethodim or other grass herbicides to every now and then, and that's kind of taking them out and takes it off their mind. So uh, definitely, definitely look for the patches, but if it's one species, everything else is gone. That's also a, an indicator. Is there anything else you think we need to cover before we wrap this thing up today, Dr. Everman? No, I think that's most of it. I'd like to say in my extension talks that I feel like North Carolina growers are doing the right things as, as a whole. And just keep, you know, your foot on the pedal. Just keep our foot on the gas and moving forward. Don't get lax. Don't think just because we're doing some things right that we don't need to worry. You know, we need to stay vigilant because mother nature likes throwing a monkey wrench at things. As anybody that was trying to plant or spray last week knows, we don't have as much control as we would like. <laughs> That's for sure. Well, we certainly appreciate your time today, Dr. Everman. Thank you. If there's any questions about soybean weed control, be sure to reach out to your local cooperative extension agent. They'd be happy to help. If you like this podcast, please tell a friend and leave a five-star review. And as always, thanks for listening to CropSense. Because if it isn't making money, it isn't making sense. Mm -hmm.